Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Hebrews. We're at the 11th chapter. We're drawing close to the end of this great chapter about faith. So you remember the last episode, we were in verses 32 through 34, and it said this, And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Baderach, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. <laughs> you know, that is quite a list of things that occurred in Scripture, and that is not by uh, any stretch of the imagination all the accounts of the various things that we have in the Old Testament. It always amazes me. You can just look at those three verses right there and show somebody, hey, the Word of God is not boring, Okay. The Word of God is not boring at all. And so you can take them that because it, it just uh, piques your interest. Like, what is this all talking about? And you can go back and find the various accounts. Now let's pick up verse 35. Uh, the author of Hebrews, he's just continuing on with the thought. And he says this, Women received back their dead by resurrection. Now think about that. It says women, which means there's more than one received back their dead by resurrection. There are accounts in the Old Testament of that happening, of someone being raised from the dead. He continues on. And others were tortured, not accepting their release, so that they may obtain a better resurrection. So he's showing us several things right here. There's accounts and people by faith, okay, by faith, that uh, the dead were raised from the dead to life again here, okay, corporal life, life in the body. But then he immediately juxtaposes that with, and he says, and others. So women received back their dead by resurrection, but others were tortured, and they were tortured to death, not accepting, okay, not accepting their release. Really, uh, the King James said, not accepting the deliverance. They could have gotten out of it. In other words, we'll see a little more about that in just a moment. They could have said something and got out of it, but they said, no, no, not accepting that release so that they might obtain a better resurrection, a better life, as the ESV says. So you have accounts where there were those that had died and they were resurrected from the dead to continue living in these corporal bodies as a human life. There's others who re refused to accept release knowing that they were going to die, but knowing that there's a better resurrection. There's a better resurrection awaiting us than the, just a resurrection to continue a life here. The sentence continues in verse 36. And others experienced mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonments. You know, so often when we think of a life of faith, living by faith, and the great deeds that we see here that were accomplished by faith, we nearly have an idea, uh, if you're not careful, 
it, it'll sort of creep in your mind that, well, this, this is a life without problems. This is a life without challenges. If you really live a life of faith, you'll never be faced with anything. You'll never have any problems. Nothing can be further from the truth. <laughs> What's being listed here? Mockings, scourging, chains, imprisonments, okay? What we had seen earlier, okay, that they had been uh, cast into fires, okay, cast in the lion's den. They escaped the sword, this type of thing. The life of faith will bring challenges. He continues, verse 37, they were stoned. He's speaking of those who lived lives of faith. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were cut in two. And you say, well, who is that? Uh, we believe that that was likely Isaiah. We don't have an Old Testament account of that. Uh, but tradition says, uh, I think uh, Isaiah was actually a captured hiding inside a hollow log. I think the scripture may tell us that. I'm not sure that he was captured inside a hollow log. And so when they killed him, they put him back in a log and sawed the log in half. Just think about that. The life of faith. Some were stoned. Some were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. These are things that when we view this in our modern Western society, in our modern Western church, when we see people in these kind of situations, we usually have an idea, at least in the back of our mind, if not in the front of our mind, that they must be living a wrong way because of this. And if they were really living by true faith, that they would not be encountering this kind of stuff. The Scripture and the life of those of true faith show us otherwise. Look how they're described. They're living on sheepskins and goatskins. They're destitute. They're afflicted. They're ill-treated. And then one of my favorite little phrases in all of Scripture, Hebrews 11, verse 38. It's just a little parenthetical statement in the midst of this sentence. So let me reread the sentence again. Okay, They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, then parenthesis, men of whom the world was not worthy. Then it closes the parenthesis, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. We literally in the church today would consider such people uh, to be crazy. Let's just be honest about it. We would think there's something wrong with that. And we would think in no way that these are actually uh, uh, true people of faith. Really? Wandering in the deserts? Wandering in the mountains? Living, the ca living in caves? Living in holes in the ground? You know, the, 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 the arenas that I've been in, the people that I live in, where I am and all this kind of stuff, most of the, the uh, particularly the church leadership that are looked upon with high praise, they do not live in holes in the ground. They do not live in caves. They live on mountains. Oh, yeah. They've got mountains. they got castles on the mountains. But notice how these folks are described. Of whom the world was not worthy. Such a life of faith that the world is not worthy of them. No, they don't have the things of the world. They're destitute. 
They're wandering about. They don't have a place to lay their head, even as Jesus said. Okay? They live in caves. They live in holes in the ground. They're destitute. They're afflicted. They're ill-treated. Ill-treated by the world today, ill-treated by the world and the church, the body of Christ. Because such a life of faith is so antithetical to the uh, patterns and the processes of mankind in the world that the world doesn't know what to do with it. And so the Lord just describes it in a very curt <laughs> phrase, of whom the world was not worthy. High praise of those who walk in faith. Tell you what, my time's run out. We'll continue on with this in the next episode. I'll see you then. Thank you for your time.